welcome to the Swimming From Home talk show. I'm here with Jason Kalinog. <clears throat> um, how, how are you doing today? What's your day-to-day -day been like lately? Howdy, Coleman. Thank you for having me on uh, this uh, podcast show, whatever home network it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, definitely a different challenge than, you know, most years, obviously not coaching right now, but I find it uh, a great challenge for me because it gives me, a, you know, a big opportunity to, you know, hang out with my family and be the the father that I've always wanted to be. I think that was the biggest key uh, that I'm able to be there for my sons and my wife a lot more than, you know, being gone for SECs, NCAs, you know, all the Olympic meets coming up. So it's been a good change of pace for me. It's something I, I honestly, I truly needed just because just to keep myself grounded. Yeah. Um, what, what was, so I guess let's, let's back up just a little bit. You know, you guys had SECs. What were your thought on how, how the A&M men uh, performed at SECs? Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought we did pretty well. I mean, I think, you know, obviously getting second's a blessing. You know, obviously we wanted to win. You know, we gave our chance, a good fighting chance against Florida, and we've, we held off Georgia and Tennessee and a couple of other schools. So overall, I thought we did well. Um, you know, as a team, you know, our, you know, I would say one-third of our team wasn't fully rested or anything like that because they were obviously gearing up for NCAA, so they were still lifting and things like that. So it would have been nice to see what they could really do, but – I mean, overall, they fought hard, and then, you know, the middle tier and the lower tier, they did the best that they could, and they really stepped up in a big way. So, I, overall, I thought we did really, really well. We broke some school records and things like that, and, we, we you know, we moved up in the rankings last year. We were in fourth, so this was a, you know, a good stepping stone for us. Yeah, and then I, moving forward, you know, the next couple of weeks, obviously, there were, you know, things changing day to day, hour to hour. Um, yeah. what, what was that like on your end? I mean, obviously, you know, the biggest thing that we told our guys is take it day by day. And, you know, we're going to continue to press on the best way we can and preparing for NCAAs, knowing that there was a possibility that, you know, they could take it away from us. And, you know, that was definitely a hard conversation with our team just because, you know, I truly believe we were, you know, we had a chance to be in the top five at NCAAs. So it's like the first time we've ever been, you know, that high, you know, placing. So that was like a bit, a big bit of a bummer but also you know I, I think it's this you know this whole pandemic and this the way everything's going is you know taught us a lot about ourselves and how we're dealing with you know these defining moments that are happening to everyone in the world at the same time yeah so how how long have have the guys kind of been how long have you been out of the pool um basically around march uh we went to the uh, kind of ironically, we went to, during our spring break around March 15, March 16 date. Uh, we went to, as a team bonding trip, we actually went to the Houston Rockets game um, <laughs> down in Houston. So right after that, it was a like Tuesday night. The next day, basically, everything started to shut down with the whole SEC and everything going on. So basically, we've been out a good two, two and a half weeks um, as a team. And then mm -hmm. some of our postgrads, they were continuing on swimming at uh, one of our old former swimmers backyards he has a, his own 25 yard pool so um they were training there for a couple of days and then finally when as a staff the men and women we kind of told our you know teams that it's probably best that we all just lay low and shelter in place as a team and sending that message that you know this pandemic and what we want to do for this country and this world was more important than you know swimming so we we gave up a lot but it's definitely well worth it for uh, helping our cause. 
Yeah. So <clears throat> did, did you send a lot of your athletes to their hometowns or are they still in College Station? Um, I would say it's about, you know, about 75% of them went home. About a okay. quarter of them stayed here because some of them are foreign and some of their countries were closed or yeah. you know, it was very difficult to maneuver everything. And then some of right. the guys, you know, you know, one of our guys, his mom is a nurse and she told him not to come home just because, okay. you know, she didn't, you know, she didn't, if she correct, got, you know, the coronavirus, she wanted to make sure that her family didn't get it. So he's actually here still in College Station. So it really depended, you know, we were going to support them either way and our athletic department was going to support them either way. Uh, we just wanted to make sure we're giving the best possible situation for each person. Yeah. And so, so what has your day to day as a, as a coach, you know, how, how has your role as a coach changed, um, especially in these last couple of weeks? I mean, obviously, you know, we, you know, we can't recruit right now, like, so go anywhere. So that's kind of been different. So, you know, we try to keep in touch with the recruits, you know, the best way we can, whether, you know, we're FaceTiming them or we're, you know, uh, texting them or calling them. But overall, you know, I think the biggest key for us is, you know, safety for everybody else. So, you know, I haven't been trying to bombard all the recruits super, you know, hard and trying to push the issue of a lot of things just because, you know, it's important they spend time with their family. It's important they're, you know, a lot of them are taking classes now online for the first time. So just letting them acclimate to that, even the same thing with our own guys, you know, it's just like we've been trying to teach, touch base with them, but not push them to a, a place where swimming and sports is the, the most top thing in their lives right now. Yeah, certainly. Um, are you, are you able to still coach at all in any capacity? Um, no, currently with the SEC, we're not allowed to coach till April 15th, you know, with the team itself. Okay. And then the postgrads, you know, we just told them, you know, you're on your own for right now, just because, you know, we wanted to make sure everyone tried to stay at home and making mm -hmm. sure that we did our part. So we're not really giving them practices. If they do lift on their own or, you know, do any kind of exercise on their own, that's really on their own risk. And, you know, we try to give them as much information as we can. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously they're adults and, you know, we can't control them. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, what has your day-to-days at home looked like now? Oh, ooh, it's a lot different. It, I, I, I tell myself that, you know, being a stay-at-home dad was my dream job. Mm -hmm. But now I, I realize it's a lot of hard work. You know, I got to help <laughs> my son with fourth grade. I'm not a great fourth grade teacher. Yeah. You know, I wasn't the greatest student in the world. So me having to relearn all the, you know, science and social studies, the history of Texas. I have no idea what's going on. So <laughs> trying to learn all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously I've been, you know, cooking a lot. I've been, you know, that was something, one of my passions kind of, you know, when I was in college and, you know, and transitioning into the world. So that's mm -hmm. something I started to do every single day, at least try to make one meal or two meals a day on my own from scratch and just try to you know, do what, you know, Santa Condorelli is doing online all the time is trying to cook. So I've been trying to get my cook on. And then, you know, honestly, I've been trying to, you know, lift weights, a whole my butt. Before all this pandemic stuff started, I was like, I have a feeling I'm going to be stuck at home. So I went to, the, you know, uh, one of the sports shops here and I bought some weights and hauled, set up my son's room into my weight room. So that's something, you know, I can do just to keep busy and keep moving on. But honestly, just it's a blessing for me. I, I tell myself, it's like, I'm trying to do a lot of the things that when I was, you know, nine, 10, 11, 12, that I like doing that I mm -hmm. kind of transitioned out of because I was into sports and swimming and soccer and, you know, other things. So I try to, you know, you know, I started trying to play piano again. I've been working on my golf swing again. So just like simple stuff that, 
I used to love doing. Now it's kind of taken that forefront and like learning how to love different things and new hobbies for myself. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, certainly. And so do you, do you see that as applicable at all to coaching when you, when you do get back? Well, of course. I mean, I think honestly, first thing is just teaching my son. You know, I, I think every parent or coach tells you it's hard to teach something to your son and daughter when you're a coach because you want to be very hands-on and you want to see results. So for me, it's been taking a step back and relearning things and trying to find new ways for my son to learn. So that's been a great challenge. And I think that's helping me for the future. And then also just relearning things myself. Um, it's been a lot, it's been challenging my mind in a different way because everything has been for the past 15 years about swimming, you know, yeah. and now it's like learning a new skill that I'm not very good at. Um, you know, I'm trying to get back to a single digit, digit handicapping golf again. So like things that I love to do, are just, I'm just trying to relearn and retest my mind and challenge and try different things because I'm this I don't know if I'll ever get like time like this again where I have so much free time to learn new things so this is the perfect exact time for me yeah does does this make you um reassess how you might want to move forward I guess after this pandemic uh yeah I mean I'm just obviously you know taking it day by day um Mm -hmm. I think you know I'm learning new things every single day. So it's definitely helping me. It's definitely helping me be a better coach where I'm just trying to reevaluate a lot of things in my life. You know, a lot of coaches, especially, you know, you know, when they get into swimming, they get into swimming and then their family life and a lot of personal things, you know, takes a backside, whether it's their health or, you know, their relationships with their wives or girlfriends or their kids. So for me, it's definitely a great, stepping stone to reevaluate a lot of things that I've taken for granted for so many years. So to me, this has been a blessing disguise. Yeah. Have you, have you thought about things um, that you'll, you'll take with you when, like, I guess once you start coaching again, have you, have you thought about different ways you might go about the swimming aspect of it? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, just this whole like Zoom things that we're doing, all these, you know, virtual meetings, it's kind of, yeah. I'm just learning a lot, you know, not having face-to-face contact or, you know, physical contact with people. So it's been definitely a different challenge and I'm learning new things, um, you know, learning to recruit, you know, online and, you know, having to paint a picture without physically showing them things. So I, that's been definitely different. I'm just learning a lot with that. And honestly, just, you know, I'm having, I'm just enjoying this new process because it's a new challenge. You know, I think every year in swimming, everything's the same. Everything's over and over again, swim meets, blah, 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 blah. I'm like thinking, all right, maybe my first swim meet's going to be in Indianapolis in August. I don't know. And that'll be our first meet and it's our championship meet. So how are we going to reassess those things or going into the new season? How are we going to reassess, you know, it's going to be an Olympic year again. And, you know, it's a new four year cycle. Now it's a fifth year. So like those are simple things that are in the back of my mind, but they haven't been my forefront because I'm trying to this new avenue of thinking and my family and everything, my new, my hobbies that I used to do. Those things are currently most important to me right now. And then I slowly, the whole swimming and aspect of coaching again, will slowly week by week, slowly, you know, move in the forefront. Yeah. yeah. Um, have I mean, I, I know you said this is at the at the back of your mind now, but you know, having that kind of fifth Olympic year, as you said, yep. um, mm-hmm. how do you see that affecting 
athletes because a lot of them that I've talked to have, have said, you know, you put so much focus and so much drive in, into being perfect during an Olympic year. Uh-huh. That that's a really hard task to duplicate yep. another year in a row. Yeah. Um, do you, how, how do you see that moving forward for, for athletes and for coaches? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's different. You know, the college team is a little bit easier because they have another year to look forward to the college season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the postgrads, it's a little bit different because, you know, a lot of them postpone their life, mm-hmm. you know, whether they're going to grad school or getting a job or things like that. So to me, my goal was not to pressure them right away. Um, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's most important that, you know, they take time for themselves, take time for their family to understand what they really want out of the sport of swimming. Cause I think swimming is obviously a very tough sport. You know, you, obviously you just look at the black line over and over again and you know, you have a lot of thoughts in your brain. So the whole mental health side of things is a huge component. Um, so honestly for them, I wanted to make sure they just take time for themselves and to really evaluate why they swim and why they really want to do this or if they don't want to do it and that's okay. Um, I think for me, when I was a younger coach, I'd be pushing them more to shoot for the fifth Olympics, all this kind of, you know, all those type of things. But um, as a, you know, as I'm growing older in age, you know, I'm not that old, but I'm still getting older. And I'm just, I think looking at the whole aspect of things, I think family and, you know, understanding why you do things is more important. So I think for them, it's just taking their time and you know, whether it's two weeks, one month, three months, really evaluate what's going on in their lives. And then we move forward from there. You know, same thing with coaching. It's just the same way I would look at it too. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you see, you know, speaking of time out of the water, Yep. how do you, you know, we don't know, like you said, it's day by day. We don't know how long yep. it'll be until the swimming community as a whole gets to go back into a pool. Yeah. Um, how do you see that affecting athletes once they actually get back in and start swimming? Um, I think for us as a team, we had the perfect example this year. We have a post-grad training with us. His name's Brett Pinfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, he graduated, you know, three years ago, I think, from Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. he's from the Houston area. And so for the past two years, he was been working a full-time job, you know, no swimming, retired, blah, blah, blah. And then he got the itch, you know, about a year ago. Um, and then, you know, he's been training on his own for a couple weeks. And then he, you know, called me up and was interested in, you know, joining our post-grad group and we evaluated him and everything. And obviously he didn't swim for two years. Mm-hmm. And then within, honestly, um, you know, the first couple of months, I was like, oh man, this is going to be a rough, you know, thing to get back into because he's trying to make Olympic trials. He's trying to make semifinals and then who knows from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was awfully difficult at first, but then, you know, come December, he went to nationals. He started to get close to Olympic trials, but just missing it. It's like, oh, wow. so I kept on thinking, man, this guy has a chance. And then he went to, you know, sectionals here in College Station in February. He made his, you know, he made two Olympic trial cuts. Um, so that was like, wow, you know, he's improved so much so quickly. And then he went to the Des Moines, Iowa meet the week after, and then he goes like 49-6 and misses his best time by two 100s. He's in the eighth final to beat my old swimmer, Caleb, and he beat Nathan Adrian. And I was like, wow, anything is possible. You know, you don't owe, your body will find its way. And if you're uh-huh. determined, your body will find its way. And to me, that was a story that made me believe that we can get through this, even being away from the pool. 
I mean, do you think that, that not only, you know, you can, you can get through that, but do you think this could, um, you know, bring positives for athletes oh, being for out of sure. the water this long? I think if, you know, they use this time as a positive, I would definitely think it's definitely a positive because right makes you reevaluate a lot of things, not just in your swimming. You could, you know, if you have time, you could watch your swim technique, which a lot of people don't do. Mm -hmm. watch their old races so i think you know that's something that we've challenged our summers to watch your old races even more to see what you need to do to get better and then when you do get better try to do that over and over again you know i had a swimmer he has his own backyard pool and he's been tied to tethered to the rope and just swimming over and over again but it's making him realize a lot of the mistakes that he's making you know crossing over the center line he sees these more because he's only focusing on one thing so i think overall i think we can definitely get better through this it's, there's definitely going to take time and new ways to do things, but for sure, everyone can find a way to get a little bit better. Nice. Well, uh, any, any closing thoughts you've got, Jason? I mean, overall, I think for me, um, I'm trying to use this time also to be a mentor in any way I can, especially to young coaches. I think I challenge all the young coaches or even the older coaches to reach out to some of these other coaches to, to share ideas, you know, I've been trying to go in some Zoom meetings and other FaceTime meetings with other coaches to learn. I think this is the perfect time for coaches to learn new things, um, not just for club teams, but college teams and everyone. I think it's a time where we can share and be one unit and be part of that swimming family. So overall, I think just I challenge coaches to share ideas, you know, whether it's in the pool, out of the pool, you know, community service wise, ideas that we could use together to, you know, get through all of this. Yeah. Okay. One last question. Have, have you, has there been any ideas that you've heard that have stuck out to you as like really cool? Um, I think, yeah. I mean, obviously yesterday I've been, I, I was uh, listening to uh, Summer Joe's um, podcast type thing yesterday and, you know, he had a couple of coaches and I was just interested to see how um, they're dealing with the club level and how they're mm -hmm. dealing with, you know, the payments and how to survive and things like that. But, also the different ideas for coaches to do on Zoom meetings, whether they challenge them to, you know, watch a certain video that week and they can talk about it, um, you know, create new traditions for college teams or club teams, you know, or, you know, one of the other things, one of um, another coach that I was doing, she, you know, she's trying to share cooking recipes for their club kids to do or their college kids to do, you know, so it's a great way to share new ideas where I, I didn't really think about those things. And now people are starting to think outside the box and, and a great thing to do. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks so much for your time, Jason. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Coleman. Thank you for having me and hopefully we'll see you soon.